afternoon, everyone, and welcome to GDP Partnerships Podcast. Um, you're very welcome uh, to join us this afternoon. Um, the title of today's podcast is going to be The Guide Dog Experience. A um, little bit off the wall, um, but I'll, I'll explain where I'm coming from uh, with that one in a few minutes' time. Um, just, you know, this is podcast number three of a series of five. So, you know, we've done two already. The first podcast we did, uh, I thought, worked really, really well. It was called The Art of Mediation. Um, the whole reason behind podcasting and the whole reason behind GDP embracing this medium is we really want to get out um, to you um, and to people the message and the good work of what our company has been doing since 2010. And we've been quite successful in doing that through our, our blogs and our websites and our contribution to the media and the press. However, this is a whole new world for us and it's a real opportunity for, for me to, to get out some of the really good information um, to you in terms of, of what we feel uh, is, is the really good points of our company. No matter what service your company provides, I think it's, it's very, very important um, that people understand who you are, what you do, and why you do it. So in terms of you know, the importance of that podcast, I think it's, it's really important that we covered those, those three points. Um, so moving on from that then, podcast number three, I, I feel is very, very appropriate because I really want to uh, allow you to get into really the crux of what we do. And that's why uh, this podcast is going to be titled The Guide Dog Experience. And really what I mean by that is if you, you know, this morning I was walking down to the bank to, to make some lodgements at Royal Avenue in Belfast and I pulled up at the traffic lights and in front of me genuinely was uh, a blind man and a Labrador. And we've all seen this scenario ourselves and when we're ever out and about. And for me, I've always found it fascinating um, that whole situation and how, how the dog uh, basically guides the blind person across the road. I think it's incredible um, and I just think it's amazing. And that happened this morning. And whenever I think about what we do in GDP, um, it's no different in a different way, but the concept is the same. But it's no different in that whenever we meet our new prospects or new clients, they come to us looking for solutions and they have absolutely no idea how they're going to get from one side of the road in this context to the other in terms of their financial challenge. And what we do and what we have been doing very, very successfully is we take that couple or that business person or that individual and we explain all of the options open to them and then we basically devise a plan which gets them from one side of the road to the other and allows them to get on with their life. So that's really what, you know, the takeaway moment from this podcast, I want you to understand if you find yourself, and one of the examples I'm going to use for this podcast is I'm going to use an example where over 70,000 people in this country today, which is is being reported, I believe that figured to be well in excess of that. But I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through, um, take you through the guide dog experience of having uh, or owning another property, a uh, buy-to-let property, which is in uh, negative equity. And I'm going to set out very, very clearly how you would navigate through that challenge. Before you get into that, I just want to give you a, set a little context. You know, we, we feel that we in the company have been ahead of this curve um, since we became in the business about 2010. You know, and in any business, it's important, you know, to have some sort of a roadmap 
um, in terms of where you see the company going. And to do that, you have to you know predict certain things are going to happen, and 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 to have a value proposition, you have to have a solution around these things. And from an economy and an economic point of view, I've been saying for some time that over the next five years, we feel that we're in very very choppy waters. And to be honest with you, over the last three to four weeks in particular, um, what we have been saying is particularly in Northern Ireland has been verified by a number of other people here um, in Northern Ireland. So if we look at, you know, the economic indicators for globally, you know, if you want to kick it out a little bit, but the world at the minute is very uncertain. <clears throat> a lot of economies are contracting. There's serious um, uh, concern around, <coughs> excuse me, this whole area of in and out of Europe. Um, which is causing a lot of disruption in the money markets. But breaking it back to Northern Ireland here, we know that we have an economy which is very, very reliant, far too reliant on the public sector. And our finance minister has come out in the last 12 months to basically say that over the next five years, he's going to be cutting the public sector. We know where banks are still struggling. We know that there's not a lot of liquidity in the market. And, you know, it's just going to be tough. And we, and we have been verified in our view in the last few months around those sorts of musings. So <clears throat> the only way really, in my view, that you can move forward, bearing that in mind, is to you know, work out where the risks and where the challenges and where the traps are gonna, are gonna be, um, and then plan around that, how you actually gonna navigate through the next three to four years. So that would be sort of my view. I think it's gonna be a very challenging few years, but with challenges always comes opportunity, and all you can do uh, for you, for your business, for your family, is make sure that, that you have the best plan in place that will get you there. So, if we want to get straight into uh, an example, which, and this is basically, a, I'm going to give you an example of, of, of someone, this type of person we have seen hundreds of times in the last few years. And it's really, if you can imagine that you have bought another property, and, and let's assume this is, is bought as an investment property. So you live in your own house, and maybe seven or eight years ago, you decided to invest some money and buy another property. And you bought that property and it cost you, for the purposes of this exercise, 150 grand. However, the problem is that that property today is valued out at about 80 grand. So that's your classic negative equity scenario. And the problem is there's thousands of people across the country who, have, who are finding themselves in that position today. The issue then uh, starts to get a, a little bit more problematic is you know how much does it cost you to keep that property have you got a tenant in place is there any repairing obligations the bottom line is are you down any money every month can you actually afford to keep that property and the reality is that over the last few years as things have become much more tighter more and more people are falling behind on their payments they're getting into arrears and the idea of actually retaining that property as an investment is, is no longer a good idea. So what do they do? Typically then what happens is our client, our prospect, would come in to GDP for a free consultation. And what we would do is we would carry out a forensic financial review of that person or that family's affairs and very quickly work out a plan which is suited to them. If you do find yourself in a negative equity situation or indeed any sort of debt situation, there only are three options. And this is something that, you know, it, uh, it's not complicated. And the three options 
is number one, bankruptcy. And in our office, we try and avoid that if possible. The second option is an individual voluntary arrangement. And this might work for some people. And those first two options, it's important to understand, are down the formal insolvency route. The third option, which is the option that we've embraced and we're now the market leaders across the country, is this whole idea of mediation. And I've explained that thoroughly in podcast number one around the art of mediation. Okay, so if we go back to our example then, so this couple or person has come in and they're 80 grand the wrong way. So they've negative equity to the tune of, of 80 grand. So we've carried out our financial review. And for most people that we see, uh, we would encourage them to go down the consensual sale route. And what that really means is whereby we would engage with the bank on behalf of our client, our customer. And we would advise the bank that our client is not in a position to retain the property and wants to sell the property via the consensual sale route. And this just means that the bank consents to it. And the whole objective of this method, uh, as opposed to the bank having to enforce and appoint a receiver, the whole benefit of the consensual sale route is that the sale proceeds are maximised and the bank gets back more buying for its buck, more money. So the bank's benefiting and our client's benefiting because the shortfall, which in this instance is in the around 80 grand, is kept to a minimum. So we would endorse the consensual uh, sale of that asset in this particular example. And normally that process can last anything from two to three months. You know, the property market's starting to move, especially at the lower end, anything under 150 grand tends to be moving within two, three, four months. So for this example, and for this guide dog experience, uh, that's what I'm gonna work with. So post the consensual sale method, if, let's assume that this property has been sold, what, they, what we would then do is we would put a proposal to the bank for the shortfall. And in this instance, it's 80 grand. And people are always saying to me, you know, you know how do we come up with a figure? What, what, is, what is the least amount I would get away with? And how do we do this? So the reality is that the figure will all depend on your individual financial circumstances. So typically in this day and age, what we have found is that there's three sets of people running around the economy. There's a small group of people who have plenty of money and they're doing quite well, but everybody else falls into the other two groups. And the first group is those that are running out of money. And the second group is those who have run out of money. So if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you're in the, like myself, running out of money category. So typically then what we would be doing is, based on your financial affairs, so are you working, is your wife working, what's the monthly income going into the house, what's the outgoings, Let's assume there isn't much left at the end of the month. On an 80 grand shortfall, we might offer the bank, depending on your circumstances, a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds, three thousand pounds, five thousand pounds. Basically what you can afford or what you can muster up through family or friends to offer the bank, and this is the key, as a full and final settlement on the shortfall. This whole process, what we have found, can normally take in the region of three, six, nine months. It really depends on how quickly the property can be liquidated, can be sold, and also how quickly the bank will engage with us and embrace the process and try and get the whole thing settled. So give or take, you're talking somewhere in between three and nine months to get this settled. The nice thing about this is that whenever we started this business around about 2012, it was extremely difficult to get full and final settled deals over the line with the banks. And the main reason for that was because they just weren't ready. 
Fortunately, fortunately, we're now in 2016, and we would be doing these full and final settlements more or less every day. And to be honest, uh, the positives about that experience is that it doesn't have as negative an impact on your credit rating as going down the formal insolvency route has. And also it allows you and the bank, by the way, to move on with their lives. So ultimately, when people come into us and they ask for roadmaps, they ask for advice, what we do is we give them a plan and we provide a service which is in kin with a gay dog experience where we take them by the hand and walk them through each and every layer of that process and out the other end means that it's been fully settled and that that individual, that business or that family can move on with their life. I hope that made some sense and really all that was was an example of someone who had a buy-to-let property which was a negative equity. But here's the thing, you know, I want to reach out to everyone because there's all sorts of people who have been sucked into this this mess. Um, last week we, we seen a, a dentist who had 100 grand negative equity and the challenge for that particular person was that you know the bank would probably deem that they were good for the money over a 10 year period but we were more than delighted to sit down with this person and, and explain the process and explain that this is normally or probably the way the bank would view that. So you know, no matter where you are or what you do for a living or whatever it is, if you have a property debt or some questions that you would like answered, get in touch with us. That's why we're here. You know, we are changing lives. The work that we're doing is very, very empowering. You can reach us on social networks. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. I'm personally on Twitter. Very, very contactable. You know, give us a shout. That's what we're here for. We're here to engage. We're here to solve problems. We're here to change lives. We're here to help you move on. You know, this is podcast number three. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to give away any secrets for podcast number four, but it is slightly different to the first three that we've done of a series of five. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll hopefully speak to you again very, very soon. Thank you very much.